You're listening to Scaling Up Services, where we speak with entrepreneurs, authors, business experts, and thought leaders to give you the knowledge and insights you need to scale your service-based business faster and easier. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeld. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash Thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Scaling Up Services. I'm Bruce Eckfeld. I'm your host. And our guest today is Joe McKittish. He is owner of Winning Reviews. We're going to talk to him about what he's learned about how you can use Google in not only from a SEO point of view, but really from a Google Maps, localized content to really help drive your business. If you're a service-based business that deals with going to people's homes, going to people's businesses, are localized uh, from a geographic point of view, this is really going to be a helpful interview, a helpful episode to really understand what services are available out there. I think there's a couple of things we're going to talk about you, you probably haven't heard about or, or don't know much about that are really key and can be really influential and really productive if you learn how to use them. But it's all about reviews. It's all about getting your business to show up when people are on uh, Google Maps and Google My Business and really leverage that platform. Uh, so with that, Joe, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you. Before we dig into all the kind of review strategies and how you can use reviews to drive your listings and drive more traffic, let's talk a little bit about your background, how you got into this, what was the kind of epiphany or the process you went through to realize you know, what you can do with Google Maps and Google My Business, and then we can kind of get into the content. But, but give us a sense of the backstory. Sure. Yeah. So um, I have an interesting way of getting to the marketing arena, which is kind of where I sit is marketing, even though the way we do it is often through software. But I, I actually worked for Microsoft and HP, and I was, at, I was an engineer, but I sat in between engineering and marketing. So when the marketing team was trying to figure out how to sell or market products, I would go get engineering specs from the engineering team and then bring them over to the marketing team and explain it to them and help them develop <laughs> Translate, yeah. stuff. So, you know, if you've ever seen Office Space, I was that guy who's like, hey, they're engineers. They're not allowed to talk to people. So, um, <laughs> And uh, and so I, I had that personality that could fit between the two. I didn't take any marketing classes in college other than, you know, your standard little marketing classes freshman year. But, you know, they, they kind of recognized early on that I had an affinity to translate between technical jargon and what people could actually understand, the consumers could understand. So I, I worked for, for those two companies for a while and did some other freelance consulting work for big, big companies, Fortune 50 companies. Then in uh, 2005, I started my own cloud computing business and uh, started marketing to small businesses selling cloud computing, which it wasn't called cloud computing back then. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was, we were real early to the game, so we had to educate a lot of people on what even it was. And then we started working with lots of nonprofits. We work with hundreds of nonprofits nationally. And so I spent thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing over the course of a decade and realized that most marketing experts have no idea what they're doing. Um, They're not really experts. And really, almost none of the marketing that I did to market my business, other than face-to-face referrals, 
BNI and that kind of thing even worked. Yeah. So, but I, I knew that there was there was a secret to to doing online marketing that made sense. That wasn't just throwing stuff on Facebook and praying that people would see it. You know, that push push marketing, throwing your message all yeah. over the place, you know, putting ads in print or, or in you know radio or any of that, just hoping and praying people would see it at the moment or hear it at the moment they needed it. And so, about six years ago, I created an outsourced sales business. In that sales business, we started noticing that people were checking online reviews before buying from us. And so, uh, and that was with my other business and with all the businesses we were doing sales for. So, mm-hmm. you know, it led us to trying all these review softwares. You know, we were trying, we, we started buying licenses to them all and none of them did what we wanted. And we're like, oh my goodness, this is horrible. So, so what were they doing? What was the software that? Yeah, it was just automating the process of asking for reviews and getting those reviews to the right place, whether that's Google or Home Advisor or wherever people want reviews, Facebook, whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those software packages were super complicated, either from the customer perspective or our perspective running the software it was clunky they were all venture capital backed so they they looked fancy but they didn't do what I wanted them to so uh, we developed our own so we have our own review software we make it easy super easy for both sides that's really what we wanted to do was do that and then so then we started selling that software independent of sales we just started selling it to home services businesses and they were like this is great this is better the best thing on the market they would get 100 reviews or 200 reviews on Google and nobody would see them and so uh, because they're Google Maps listing was not done right. They wouldn't even have pictures on there, their logos, yeah. address would be wrong, their phone number, something that their um, ads management company put on there. You know, it was just all kinds of messed up. So I started teaching people one-on-one how to manage Google Maps, which if you can imagine me spending two hours with every <laughs> single customer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just like, oh my gosh, there has to be a more efficient way. And so several people said, why don't you teach classes on this? You know, several of our customers are like, this has to be inefficient for you. And they were right. So I started teaching classes and and uh, the first class, I think, had three or four people in it. And I'm like, well, you know, that's not as inspiring as what I wanted. And then, uh, you know, last several months, because Google Maps is so much in, in everybody's mind business-wise, because so much search is done on Maps now. Yeah. And Google is moving away from the SEO model of backlinks and all this stuff. And they're moving to that zero-click model where they want people to stay on their platform. And so what do they put right at the top of it? Oh, every Google local search? Maps and yeah. Maps lists. So, you know, the classes are becoming very popular. I sell out every single one of them now. So, you know, locally and nationally, we do online and in person here. I'm in Boise, Idaho. And uh, so selling out classes is great. And then, so I teach classes on that and that's led into doing next door classes as well. So two areas where business owners are just overwhelmed by it. They get in there and they're like, wow, there's just so many options. It's so much stuff going on. What do I actually need to do to get my phone ringing? And so you know, I teach workshops on that. You know, they're about two hours and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I love getting texts from my customers every day with screenshots of how many phone calls they're getting from Google Maps. Yeah, that's what gets me up in the morning when I get a text at seven in the morning and somebody's like, hey, check it out. I got 12 calls today or yeah. yesterday from Google Maps. I'm like, that is, it inspires me because I'm I'm a business owner and I've been mm-hmm. so frustrated with marketing all these years. Now I've got something that works for other people. Yeah, no, that's great. And I like the story because I, I always find that, um, you know, sort of software and systems that are, you know, developed to solve your own problems, uh, you, know, you know, being in the business and seeing the need and not finding a solution and developing yourself and, and then 
and realizing that that's the business, you know, being able to turn that into a platform that you can then, you know, license, license, market, sell subscriptions to, you know, is a great uh, is a great story. And I see so many kind of products and, and companies that are built around that that story. Um, so what, why don't we just kind of help people understand, uh, you know, kind of the pieces we're talking about here? We talk about Google Maps, we talk about Google Nextdoor. Just kind of lay out what these things are, how they relate to, you know, what people know in terms of Google search. Like I go to Google and I search for something. How are these things different? How do I get to them? What are the platforms? I mean, we talk about desktop, we talk about mobile. Um, sure. Why are these things sort of important and, and and what's sort of new and developing around them that make them a really interesting platform for marketing? Sure. You know, uh, really, and I'll, I'll focus on Google for this conversation, but, you know, I'll, I'll talk next door as well. But, you know, Google's platform, you know, whether it's search or maps are so integrated now. You know, if you're looking for a plumber or a roofer, you know, anyone working on or in the home and, uh, you know, lawn care, you name it, any of those service industries, really there, the differentiator is no longer how strong your SEO package is, right? It's how strong your Google Maps listing is and whether you show up in that group of three, that magical group of three maps. I mean, anybody who's listening to this can go on Google right now and type in plumber near me or electrician or any of those and you're going to see those three maps listings. And those three maps listings is the magic. That's the secret sauce of getting the phone calls. Obviously, you know, what inspires people to make those calls, whoever's going to get called first is the one with the most reviews and the quality, good quality reviews. But being in the list, if you're not in the list, you can have a thousand reviews and some other guy is 50. That guy with 50, his his listing is showing up in that group of three every time and you're not, he's getting the calls. So this is so this is this is an organic result, meaning it's this is not paid placement. This is if you're if you have a strongly listing and Google decides that you are a good fit for what a user is searching for, they're going to drop you into this one of these top three slots. Mm-hmm. And then those are map listings. I guess, how does Google distinguish between searches that are, are map related versus searches that are not? Like if I'm just looking for a piece of content, you know, like who won the World Series in, you know, 1956, that's a content informational search, not a map search. How does Google know if I type in, you know, that when I type in plumber, like, oh, okay, now I'm, now I'm dealing with, a, with something that might be local map uh, related versus just general content related? Yeah, so uh, they've come up with this cool thing called business categories and then services that are under those business categories. Then they also assign groups of keywords or search terms that people commonly search when they're searching for those those businesses. So Google knows. I mean, they have all of the data in the world and all the business okay. intelligence in the world intelligence in the world to know that when you're searching for something, you're searching for a local business or some help from local businesses. So they're going to present you those maps listings for those local business searches almost all the time. You, know, you have to ser- get really obscure with your search terms to, to trick uh, Google into not to thinking that it's something else. But even in the plumbing industry, there's hundreds and hundreds of keywords. And if the plumbers do it right and they pick all the business categories that are correct and they fill out all their services and they do all of the work on Google Maps, Google's gonna Google's a matchmaking service. That's the yep. way I, I relate to Google. You know, somebody's searching for something, Google wants to give them exactly what they're looking for. I mean, one time I accidentally, and you may have done this even yourself, a lot of people have, they accidentally changed their default search engine in their web browser to Bing or Yahoo or something. Uh-huh. And then you type in a search term and you're like, what is this? It has nothing to do with what I'm looking for. This is crazy. Google's lost their mind. And then you realize you're not on Google's platform. Yeah. And you know, and you're like, oh, of course. And then you go back and change over to Google. Um, <laughs> Google is very good at what they do. They're a great matchmaking service. And if Yahoo and Bing could do that kind of uh, searches, we would all use their platforms too. Yeah. No. Exactly. And now these the results that you're talking about these, these aren't 
just kind of Google search results. These are these are results of companies and individuals who have listed their businesses as a Google business. That it's it's pulling the data from that, or it's deciding based on the data that what to show and what information to show. Like this this isn't going to happen automatically. You need to actually list yourself on Google to be able to get to get yourself to show up. Is that correct? Exactly. You yeah. have to go in there and create a Google My Business listing to show up on Maps and show up in those searches. And there's this misconception that you know you're when you get a website and then you have an SEO company doing SEO, exactly. that's that's going to do this for you. And it's totally not true. There's two completely different sides of Google. So you can do all the SEO in the world and have the most amazing website ever created by man. And it's not going to help you show up in maps. Because, because you haven't created a profile, because you haven't actively created a pro- profile yeah. on Google My Business. And, and even if you did, uh, it's not it's not a determining factor of whether your maps listing shows up. Oh, because, because you have to fill it out correctly and strategically and, and for it to actually make the cut of getting into the, the rankings. Exactly. Yep. And tell us, are there, I mean, because generally, are there types of businesses that, you know, this works well for and types of businesses that this doesn't work well for? Or how, how do you kind of navigate or decide for a client, you know, if, if this is a good strategy for them or not? Yeah, the, the, people, the people who get the most benefit are the ones who are selling in their local market, right? So whether that's, you know, within blocks of your building, maybe you're an automotive shop and you sell within a three mile radius of your office mm-hmm. or in, of your building. Or if you're a realtor and you sell across a giant territory, maybe the entire uh, Dallas metro area that includes Fort Worth and Arlington and everything. So uh, it works great for those people. Doesn't work so great for people who sell on a national basis. So business coaches, yeah. uh, if you're doing local business coaching, great. If you're Tony Robbins, yeah. probably not recommended. And, and so, why not? Like, why is that different? And why does it not compete well? Or why does it not perform well? You know, it's just not enough eyeballs on, right? So, yeah. and people aren't searching for a Tony Robbins or a Grant Cardone or a Ty Lopez type person on Google Maps or locally. They're yeah. looking in, and Google's not going to even present it to them unless that person has got a Google My Business page in that one local market. So here in Boise, we have, you know, say half a million people in, in this area. There's not enough business for a Tony Robbins person to bother with it. Where yeah. A a uh, plumber. It's the difference between um, that plumber being able to put his kids through college and not. Right. Yeah. That's that's literally the difference. When I talk to my customers who've come to my classes, they tell me this is the difference between me having three employees through the the slow season and not being able to afford to keep those people and having to lay them off. Yeah. So it's life changing. Where on a, on a national scale, it's not. You know, but yeah. a local local businesses, it, it is the thing that is driving business now. And and any local services businesses know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. You know, they get one bad review on Google and oh my goodness, it's like the world's falling down on them. Yeah. And what, what do you put on the listings? I mean, I mean, walk us through a little bit about what Google's actually collecting in terms of information about you, your business. I mean, I know for like search engine optimization, you know, there's all the strategy of finding these kind of tail keywords that are, you know, you know, going to help you be unique or help, you know, bring in the right traffic or, you know, you know, using the right kind of getting the right keywords in place in your content so that you show up correctly. How, how do you do that on the business side? Yeah, you do that. Uh, almost the same way you do on websites, right? So you, you create content with those keywords. And so there's a couple of ways to do that. One is your profile, when you log into Google My Business, there's a section called info and there's an entire profile that needs to be filled out. And there's two sections that almost everybody ignores and that's services and products. And in there, you have the opportunity to fill out what your services are and give good, dis- solid descriptions of each one of the services you provide 
And then if you're a product business or a service business, you can use the product section to really detail that in like a thousand characters or more, uh, what it is uh, each one of your services or products are. So when Google is matching people, you know, that we used to back in like, say, 2007, everybody's like, you got to have a blog on your website, right? Why did you have to have a blog on your website back then? Is Google would index that information and then they would use that to present your website to people who are searching for your exact products and services. Well, now you do that with Google Maps and then you also embed all those keywords like you're talking about into your into the metadata on your photos. So when you're doing photo postings oh, on your Google My Business page, you have to geotag them with the longitude and latitude of your physical location or your Google Maps listing. If you don't have a physical location, they still assign you one based on your service area. Okay. So you have to, and you have to fill out the metadata in the photos correctly or or it just doesn't help you, right? So uh, a lot of businesses, I see they have thousands of photos on there, but they're still not showing up on maps. And I, I look at the photos and they're all straight off their iPhone. So they're named like IMG and they got a bunch of numbers. <laughs> you know? And uh, so Google has no idea what that is. And then, uh, cause they didn't name it what it is. And then they didn't geotag it. So Google doesn't know that that's their photo that's owned by them. So they don't know that's their original. And it doesn't help boost their maps listing up by saying, hey, this photo is attached to this Google My Business page. Here's the geo codes of my maps listing. And each one of those that you do, whether you're posting it on there or next door or any other place that Google's indexing, Facebook, it's going to help your maps listing because it's going to show that you're creating original content and you're intelligent enough to attach that to your business in the right way. And so there's a lot of metadata that goes into the photos. So in my in my workshop, a good like 45 minutes of the two hours is how to do photos and videos correctly to get your maps listing boosted and get people's eyeballs on your listing. So you know, I'll give you the example of yeah. He does mobile oil changes. So he's competing with traditional oil change shops and Google didn't know how to classify him. So they were sending him like pizza parlor search results. So as soon as he came to my class and put all those search keywords into his content, into his services, into his products, and then into the photos, he went from like five to 10 views on Google Maps per month to 4,000. And his phone wow. phone calls went from like one or two calls to hundreds. So obviously that, that totally Worked with his business a little bit. He had to go yeah. hire people, and that kind of thing. I told him I was like, "Good problem." You know, I, I got the fix for you. Go to Jiffy Lube and go. Who's looking for a job? You know. So, <laughs> um, you know, but that's the the difference is is Google just wants to bring him the business where people are actually searching for what he does. They should know how. So we just give him the tools to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a classic example of like if you don't understand how the system works, you know, you're liable to miss opportunities and not not really leverage it. But you know, once you really understand how Google is using this content, you can optimize what you're doing and, and how you do it to to increase the results. And it sounds like this is, you know, somewhat of a an area that is, you know, still being discovered by the general market. Like if you get in there and start doing this stuff now, you can have a leg up on on the, the majority of competition in your market because it doesn't sound like many people are really optimizing around this yet. No, I in fact I don't know anybody who is. I know that there's other trainers out there that are teaching people online how to do this, but they're charging thousands of dollars for their classes. Yeah. You know, and so the average business owner A doesn't know where to find those people. B, they're not going to spend $3400 on a class. So that's side unseen to them. Yeah. So we yeah. created a, a structure where people who are local small business and service businesses can leverage these tools and not need a marketing expert to do the work. Yeah. Obviously, there's the time money equation, right? So if they got more time than money, then they can do the work themselves. Yeah. And they can then outsource the work if they the money equation starts taking over. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, people come to my classes, I would say 95% of them end, end up doing the business, the work themselves. And we make it easy enough where we go, hey, here's what you need to do on a daily basis. Here's what you need to do on a weekly basis. Here's your little checklist. Just do the work. And then, you know, inevitably they're 
sending me screenshots because their competitors are not doing it. You know, I've never seen a Google My Business page done correctly. Not one. And I've looked at <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them from around all over the country in all 50 states. You know, we work in all 50 states and all U.S. territories. I've never seen one done right. And that's one of the services I offer is I'll look at your Google My Business page for free and I'll just give you a little bit of feedback for people. In, I'm in BNI, right? And so I do yep. working in BNI nationally through BNI Connect. And I talk to business owners all over the country every day and I've never seen one done even 10% right. You know, they're all dorked up. And I'm like, do this, this, and this, and it'll, you know, that'll beat out, beat out your competition. Now, if you want to dominate, you know, take the next step. Yeah. So that's all about listing and making sure that you're showing up right and you've got the right content and Google is sort of seeing you as the right type of business to right, do the right matches. Let's talk about the review side of it. How, how do reviews kind of play into this from kind of an algorithm point of view or from how do they affect your profile or your ability to get listed? And then we'll talk a little bit about how to get the right reviews and how to amp that up. Yeah. And, and reviews don't matter as much as what one would think on where you rank in maps. So, or on, in search. So if when somebody's searching for, say, a plumber, what determines whether you're in that group of three? Reviews really don't matter, right? So what reviews help you with is when people see those three listings or they're on maps on their phone and they do a search for a plumber, that you're the one getting the calls. It's a psychology thing to Got incentivize it. people to call you. And I always do this thing when I have a class. I, I pull up a, a listing of three, say, plumbers, and I'm like, okay, here's these three plumbers. One has two reviews and an average of three stars. So, you know, he's got a one star and a five star. Then you've got another guy who's got 48 reviews and 4.8 stars. And then you got another one that's got, say, 300 and something, and it's, you know, 4.9 stars. Who are you going to call? The yeah, one exactly. with, you know, the most reviews and the, what looks the best. You may get in there and read it, read some of them. But by and large, if you get a plumbing problem and say your toilet's leaking all over your floor, you're going <laughs> to just go, that guy's got several hundred reviews. Call Bob, get him out here, fix my toilet. You know, and you don't even bother calling the other two unless the first guy doesn't pick up his phone. Yeah, exactly. So, triage. You're trying to triaging the situation. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, and that's just almost always the way it works. People do read reviews. I get that a lot where, you know, my customers call me and they're like, hey, check this out. I, got, I asked this customer why they picked us and they read our reviews and that's 100% the reason they decided on us. Yeah. They yeah. never would have had the opportunity had they not been seen. So, so first thing is just kind of get seen and then the reviews are going to help you further differentiate from other folks who happen to be, you know, making that list. Exactly. Is there a, is there a good formula for a review? Like when you go to, you know, ask for a review, what do you want people to actually say or write in the review? Is there a, a strategy or a, a formula here that makes them more, more impactful or more useful? You know, I, uh, I never try to tell people what to write. You know, when we, re our software requests reviews, mm -hmm. people, we say something like, Hey, please write us a review. It would mean so much to me and my family because you're a local service business, right? Yeah. When somebody writes a review, you're helping out my kids. Yeah. You know, when you, when somebody reads that review request, if they kind of get that little tear in their eye, they're going to write a heartfelt, passionate review, right? So, uh, because they know that they're actually helping you and your family. It's not just some big corporation that doesn't care. So, Interesting. Yeah. So th those, uh, that emotional incentive actually gets better quality reviews than just something that's dispassionate and just go, you know, it looks like a machine wrote it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we do a lot of analysis of what the psychology is behind what incentivizes people. And we never want to do like a monetary incentive or anything like that because people, yeah. Interesting. Again, th there's not that emotional feel to it. And what we've noticed is the the emotional reviews where people are almost like, you know, this guy came and saved my, you know, but my roof was leaking and it was five degrees outside and, you know, snow was coming in and, you know, the roofer came out and sit, you know, put that in right above my kid's head, say, saved our house from getting flooded out. 
you know, whatever the story is, those stories incentivize the emotionally the next people to come along and buy from you. So, you know, uh, obviously there's people who are like business, business type relationship people where they're they're going to type in a, a dispassionate, you know, Bob did a good job, thanks, you know, uh, type of review. Mm-hmm. But uh, the ones that get people to buy are the emotional ones because you want to get those emotional buyers. And I like that idea that the monetary incentives actually work against you. I've always felt that. And, and I've always kind of from a sales process, we've always said, you know, you, people make decisions based on emotions and logic. And I and I think you you kind of do yourself a disservice to try to you know give up you know five dollars or ten dollars or you know ten percent off your next purchase to kind of promote the review and, and instead kind of focus on the more the emotional connection you know the the passion side of it than the the financial incentive side of it. I mean, I guess how how have you kind of discovered that or why do you think that works? You know, it was really just trial and error. You know, we uh, we we bought licenses to all of our competitors' software mm-hmm. and we looked at how they were working and we're like, man, you know, it looks like some AI machine wrote these review requests. <laughs> and so we did some A-B testing with with some some of our early customers where we were like, hey, can we write like four different types of review requests and see not only what the response rate is, but also what types of reviews you get from different types of requests. Yeah. And, you know, we know, I think we're, I've never seen another, I mean, there's tons of review software out there now, but, yeah. you know, that's all venture capital back. But you got to remember who's in those businesses or they're run by business people who are just thinking of this as like a spreadsheet. It's all numbers yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, how many subscribers do we have? How much churn do we have? That kind of thing. Yeah. With us, you know, the, I always say that our our business was funded by the Bank of Joe and Bethany. Yeah, that's my <laughs> wife's <laughs> So, you know, when I'm talking to business owners and I'm looking at, at their business, we look at it from a personal perspective because they, in almost all these service businesses, you know what they tell you is 90% of my business comes from referrals, right? So yeah. if 90% of their business is coming from referrals, and I actually did a test with my neighbor across the street, he backed into his garage door. <laughs> I, have a, I have a garage door guy in my BNI chapter. So I walked over there and I'm like, hey, I know a guy, he's great. And um, he was like, oh yeah, what's his name? And why I'm telling him his name, he's Googling him and reading his reviews. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. So not only did he get the business from a referral, but you know, if that he had poor, you know, poor reviews or poor showing on Google, he may have not, you know, the, the garage door guy may not have got that business. Yeah. So the two play a part into each other. And I understand that I think better than, than a lot of folks do because my business is 90% referrals. Yeah. So when, when I help out Brent, the guy who owns the maid cleaning business, and then he refers me to his buddy who owns a carpet cleaning business, he refers me to the guy who does who's a painter, you know, um, those people have a personal relationship with each other. And I want that to be portrayed in everything that we do, that that's our focus is, is not only the reviews, not only showing up on Google maps, but creating those personal relationships from from the what you're putting out in the market not yeah. just from the, the personal relationships you already have yeah yeah so lay out for you know if, if you know someone listening to this who's you know owner of a service-based business who you know is fairly localized what are the steps or what's the kind of checklist that you give them in terms of how to really take advantage of the platform of the google maps platform and, and what are the things i need to do what, what do i start and, and what do i do next yeah so you know first thing obviously is get your google my business profile and a lot of people have one that like a web developer developer created for them like years ago. So it's sitting out there, but there's nobody managing it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So if you go on and you find your listing and there's a manage this listing option there, you know, definitely click on that and gain control of your listing. And then Google has a verification process now where they're going to mail you a postcard. It takes five days. I would say half 
of the postcards come in the mail and and people just throw them in the garbage, you know, because really? they don't they think it's just they don't know what it is. So, uh, you know, just make sure that you look out for those postcards, get your listings verified, and then go through the profile. There's like a you know when you're a lot of most of the service businesses are not on LinkedIn, but on platforms like that, there's like a little dial that says how filled out is your profile? Is it eighty percent, sixty percent, fifty percent? You know, whatever. Make sure that that profile is one hundred percent filled out, mm-hmm. and then f- at least do the step of filling out your products and services on there. So, you know, that step right there will help you almost more than anything to start out with. And then make sure that your photos are named properly. You know, don't just post them from your iPhone, put them on your computer and name them whatever the photo is so that Google knows what that is. And then, you know, obviously doing geotagging and metadata on photos is, is kind of like your your next step. And probably most people on this call are not don't understand what that means. But, you know, that is the thing that will drive eyeballs to your listing is ensuring that all of your content, whether it's photos or videos, are, are properly geotagged and have keywords put into them and your name, address, and phone number is embedded into the, the photos. So um, I, I've noticed that posting a photo that's not geotagged and posting photos that are, yeah. you'll get four or 500% more eyeballs on your wow. listing than one that is. Yeah. So you got you to gotta make sure that you're doing that. That's that's the critical thing that people overlook where they're just like dumping photos out there and they're not ensuring that their name properly and the metadata is not embedded in the photo. And then and almost nobody do, uses posts. I always tell people if you're going to do stuff on Facebook, you know, and I'm a numbers guy. So mm-hmm. here's a statistic that most people, don't, small businesses owners don't understand. There was a survey that went out, BNI sent out a survey, 100,000 business owners that are in BNI in the United States, 2.3% of their business came from Facebook. And social media last year. Uh, the year before that, it was 2.2%. So Google accounted for 17%. So if you, and 68% obviously was referrals, but 17%. So if you're going to post something, why post it? At, you know, I'm not saying don't post it on Facebook, but ensure that you're also getting the 17% by posting it on Google My Business and ensuring that those posts are being seen, you know, by putting a photo on there and putting some content in there and ensuring that, that you're putting that content and, and Google knows that you're interacting with their platform. So they're going to, they're going to boost your listing. Yeah, no. Great advice. Joe, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, about the business, about how they can participate in the courses and uh, you know, learn more about how to leverage Google Maps, what's the best way to get that information? The best way is, is to reach out to me directly on Facebook. You know, my name is Joe McKittish. You know, my last name is spelled M-I-K-I-T-I-S-H. There's not very many of, uh, of us, so you can <laughs> <easily> find me. <laughs> and you're all related. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, my I've got like there's two, three of us in the United States, so uh, pretty easy to find me. Yeah. I'm not the chef and I'm not the judge. There you so, go. There you go. Um, and then um, you know, wingreviews.com. You can always check out our, our software there. Our classes are not are not on there. They're always being updated. But reaching out to me, and I'm happy to do a free analysis of your Google My Business listing. Awesome. Doesn't cost you anything. I'll give you 15 minutes of my time, no charge, and I'll walk you through the listing. And if you get enough uh, benefit out of that, you can go do it on your own. Have at it. Yeah. If uh, you want to take it further and come to my class, then uh, that that would be a good way to take it to the next level. I would say half the people who get on fifteen minute calls with me—that's all they need—and they can go party hardy with their business, and yeah. then, uh, they just stay in touch with me over time and come back when they need me. Good. I'll, I'll make sure that the links are in the show notes so people can click through, uh, get the information. I would highly encourage everyone listening to take Joe up on the offer. I was—I'm always surprised how many people don't, <laughs> but I know the people that do end up getting the benefit. So you know, bias towards action. 
take action. But this has been great. I think this, this is an area that I actually, I don't, I kind of know a little bit about. I've worked with several different local service businesses and I've seen some do really, really well and I've seen some not do so well. And I think I have a better understanding why. So I think this, this has been helpful for me and I think it's been really helpful for everyone listening. So I really appreciate the time and, and you being on the program today. All right. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Scaling Up Services with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at scalingupservices.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at scalingupservices.com slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.